Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick Fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawkin, and joining me at Hallway, he would rather be somebody shot of vodka than somebody cup of tea, Charlie Butter. I still don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've done we've done like 95 of the Epicoke or something shit. Like, I'm starting to run out of line. Leave me the fuck alone. You know who wouldn't run out of lines is Ed Leslie. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> The boogeyman. Right. We have a couple of we have a couple of geck on, on we? tonight, but one to go. I don't know. I don't, yeah, right, right. Right now we're on Zoom recording this, and I can see their faces, and I can't see yours. Which you probably break my computer screen if I did. Could see your face. That's perfectly fine. Oh, here we go. You, you really want to? You, you, Salty Jayhawk is is in the building tonight, folks. <laughs> so let's, it's going to be very entertaining for everybody else, <laughs> not for me. Well, you know, I told you. I already told you in the Discord. Josh Bishop's getting paid some money to put you through a table as violently as possible the next time you come to an AIW show. So just be prepared. Yeah, yeah, and and the line that you want him to put me through a table for, he liked on Twitter. Go fuck you. (laughs) Terrible fucking line. You're so goddamn old. It's ridiculous. Anyway, today we have Austin and we have Jay Gold with us. Uh, they really wanted to do a podcast together, and we were nice enough to make that happen. But Austin, everybody's mad at you for for your choice of of show we had to watch this week. So <laughs> this, is, this is my third and final appearance on IWTV Guide. I'm gonna promote it. It's like my retirement match. I'll say I love you in tears at the end. <laughs> Leave your boots I'm, in the ring. I'm so sorry. And then I say I love you and <laughs> I leave my boots in the ring. Leave your boots in the ring. I'm going to light them on fire afterwards. That's how <laughs> that's how upsetting this was. Jayhawk's going to take a shit in them first. <laughs> in his gym Randy. bag and then his boots. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Randy Orton. I'm not going to shit in anybody's bag or their boots. No, you're X-Hawk. It's... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We picked a show. That's all I got to say, and you'll hear about it in just a minute. <laughs> it, it was a show. That's right. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's uh, do what's on IWTV for the week uh, and weekend, and then we'll we'll jump into this review. What's on IWTV? All right. Tuesday, September 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have New South Action Clash 52. Followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of Freelance Underground Phasen Episode 5. Thursday, September 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Limitless Vacation Land Cup 2021. Friday, September 10th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, AIW Sunny Days. Friday, September 10th at 8 p.m. Central, Freelance Wrestling, Remember the Name. Also, Friday, September 10th at 7 p.m. Pacific, West Coast Pro Wrestling, I Hate You With a Passion. Uh, I'm pretty sure they they knew that name was going to happen because I'm pretty sure we all hate you, Austin, with a passion. (laughs) Uh, Saturday, September 11th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, Pro Wrestling Magic, Jay George's Cinematic Masterpiece. 
Uh, then at 7 p.m. Eastern, we have Heavy Hitters 3 OWA versus Paradigm Pro. And at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have No Peace Underground Gauntlet of Death 3. Sunday, September 12th at 4 p.m. Eastern, we have AWR Asylum Wrestling Revolution Rotten to the Core 2. And that's what's on IWTV this weekend weekend. Holy crap, there's a lot of shows. There are a lot of shows and there are a lot of a lot of championship on the line. And Josh Bishop's going to have a lot of boat connection after Friday night. So explain to me it's why really the logical. fuck you would go swimming in Lake Erie with title belts on Jayhawk. Jay explain <laughs> this to me. What in what universe would that make any fucking sense? There was an old Randy Cavage promo. They did in the local life promo. He had a shot at Hogan in Baltimore and a shot at Cantana in Landover. It might have been the other way around. And he basically kept her and said, I'm going to win both belts. I'm going to put one over one shoulder, one over the other shoulder. And you and I better not go swimming or I'll drown, brother. <laughs> I, I stole that line for that tweet. <laughs> I don't know why anybody I, would swim in Lake Erie for, the, you know for any reason, quite frankly. But I, I like it, Jayhawk. Don't let anybody bring you down. I like it. I'm going to kick you in the shin, Jay Gold. <laughs> I was just going to say, hey, you know what? Ed's is a great thing that you have too many shows to watch on IWTV. You know? Oh, I, I, it's, it's not a real complaint, especially, I promise. <laughs> especially with Butter's uh, complimentary uh, sign-in from Jerry because of this show. So he, he absolutely will get, he'll be able to enjoy all of it for free. I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get his percentage of the subscription sales increased. Because you, you, you get a cut, right, Charlie? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I'm working that deal out as we speak. That, that that's in progress. <laughs> Iron that sheet. I mean, Just I did have a meeting with the man uh, last weekend, so we'll see what happens. See? Oh shit! Secret meetings for IWTV Guide podcasts. All right. And I get called out for being a name dropper. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I hate name dropper. It's like I told Stone Cold Steve Austin to call a flower alley once. <laughs> Yeah, this you know, motherfucker you, never mentioned that he met Stone Cold Steve Austin, knowing that he was my favorite for two fucking years. And I just see a picture randomly on on Facebook one day, and I'm like, "You met Stone Cold Steve Austin?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, no big deal." Fucking yeah, dick. I went down to the ranch, worked on it for. I lived with him for two years. Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I named one of his dogs. <laughs> Mula was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of the people that have to that brag about everybody they they meet. They got go pissed off at the like, dude. Like, what am I gonna do? Oh yeah, I met Don't Call Steve Austin. Sorry, let me pick up that name I just dropped. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my! I'm glad that you're gonna be gone for two weeks, and I gotta put up with you <laughs> after this bullshit. <laughs> Well, you guys get along so well. It's like it, it feels like I'm listening to uh, Mike and the Mad Dog or Opie and Anthony with uh, as 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 well as you two get along. See, I was thinking Howard and Robin, but that's okay. That's, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people some people think we're like Abbott and Costello or like Sonny and Sharon. I think we're more like Alan Peg Bundy. But <laughs> you know what? Big Peggy Bundy energy is a good thing. I think. It sure is. We can all at this point. Recognize her as an icon to everyone. That's icon right. Icon to the working man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this review. <laughs> are we? Are we sure this is for? This is ready for this. Well, we're ready for it. Let's let's yeah. let's dive we're into the shit pile. 
burial ground. (laughs) (laughs) To to, to be fair, my original recommendation was Beyond Americana, and Mm -hmm. that show got canceled. So this was a substitute. That would have been a fantastic show, having not seen it because it got canceled. I can say that pretty confidently. No, he's what right. a it, shithead. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> he's right. We got to give Austin some credit. We we all said we were ready to roll with that. And yeah, like Hurricane took it away. Yep. Yeah, so, like sloppy seconds got real sloppy in this. This instance. this went from I'm going out for a steak dinner to I'm going to get a uh, McDonald's hamburger from the dumpster really fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if the rack would have touched this fucking. Bit. Yeah, this Bordeaux was delicious, but I would really like to have that four loco. Let's do it. Look, <laughs> it's not a. Look, it's not a giant of shit. It's a tasty cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> tasty cheeseburger disguised as a giant piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Cleverly. If anybody wants to know where the thumb cup or thumb down coming off the end of the show, <laughs> if, you don't, if you're still wondering, I feel sorry for you. I might be thumbs in the middle. I don't know. I'm just Maybe I'm an optimist. <laughs> I know where you can put your thumb after this Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say it, though, just for the entertainment value for our liquor, we need to do more bad shows. But I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right, the show we are trying to do here today, if I can stop coughing long enough to get this out, NWA Tri-State, March 24th, 2002, from Harrisville, West Virginia. And I'll say it, I looked at the lineup for this show. If I would have known this show existed in 2002, I probably would have made the trip down. It's only about a three and a half hour drive. There's some decent talent on the show. The main event, did, yeah, I would have thought was going to be excellent. I probably would have made the trip for the show. And I would have been killing myself on the way back. But <laughs> killing yourself while you're there. That's right. I think I some mean, people did. You you <laughs> you purposely sit through RCW shows. So I mean, uh, this w- really wouldn't be too much different than that. So outside of a really amazing main event, uh, at least talent wise. <laughs> well, what's so what's going to be great about this is we're going to go over these matches, and then you get to the main event, and you just it's a head slap. You just need you're like. How in the God's green earth did this match, this main event, get on this card? It just makes zero sense. Do you think they stood there and watched all this and was just like, what the fuck? The whole way through. I can only imagine they never opened that door where everyone came out of the whole time to the office. I can only imagine they stayed and they were like, I'm not looking. I don't hear anything good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing is, I thought I saw Tri-State and I thought, oh, maybe that's like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, right? That's the Tri-State area up here. And Mm -hmm. I'm biased because I'm in New York. And then they were like, West Virginia. I was like, what other states does West Virginia actually touch? (laughs) Ohio and Pennsylvania. (laughs) I know. I I, I mean, I went to school in Louisiana, but I figured that out much later. (laughs) Yeah, that's not Dalton you're talking to, Jayhawk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they all mention that it's like a joint show with ECWA, which back then was good. So, like, what ECWA talent did they get? Fuck. They got the main event. <laughs> Probably. Because they certainly didn't find anything else. The rest of these guys are, there's, I mean, if I went to this show and, the, and this first match kicked off, honestly, I'd get up and be like, well, that was the worst five bucks I ever spent. I am hitting the door. <laughs> yeah, but you had your choice to sit anywhere in that in right, the gym. Sure. Because there were so many seats. I, wrote, I had it written down. I had hot crowd tonight in this gym. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear one peep. Not a peep, and the and the and the audio was in mono, 
And one ear, when I took one ear out, all I could hear was the match going. And in the other ear, I heard the announcers. And in the other ear, I would go back to the other ear and hear absolutely nothing. But that was because the crowd didn't react at all to anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you heard all 17 of the announcers that they had on the show? Yeah, I don't think they have enough. I wrote that. I said, I don't think they had enough announcers on this show. They, they honestly, I said the gym was nice. It was bright and airy. And uh, <laughs> it really looked like it looked like one of those creative pro from from a video game, like a cap like wrestler. Most of these guys like you built them up in your game and they were like the first level. That was what that was what all these guys look like. They were sans tattoos, sans big tights. It was just like black tights and leather pants. And as some guy wore a T-shirt that I would have put Jeff Hardy in. And that was like what that was like what these guys were wearing in most of these matches. Yeah, Mark Bar video filmed it. The video quality okay. Well, one of the guys during yeah, one of the guys during the matches looked right into the camera and was like, "Hey, Smart Mark video." And I was like, "Oh, they did that then too." (laughs) All right, let let let's try to get through this. God help us. (laughs) (laughs) Opening match, a three way match featuring Fire Kid, Verkin Pyro, Verkin Balik. They introduced this as a training camp match, which is a polite, polite way of saying, this match is going to fucking suck, folks, because they're not ready. <laughs> We're still waiting for people to show up. <laughs> <Sit down. laughs> I have that in my notes. As soon as he said training camp, I wrote, oh, no. <laughs> I think that's when you texted me. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> I was like, what did you do to me? <laughs> yeah. You said, you watched this show yet? Holy moly. <laughs> Yeah. There was a lot of fire in this match between Fire Kid and Pyro. Not and not an ounce of people getting burned. Only the paying customer. <laughs> yeah. I was I was pulling for Fire Kid. He didn't come through though, sadly. With my ear with my earphones out and I didn't hear the announcers, I wrote, This is like an empty arena match. <laughs> there was nobody talking. there was nothing. The fans did nothing. Yeah, at one no. point, wait, at one point one of the guys Pulls, I think it was Pyro pulls off Fire Kid off of that guy, Valak, who they made out to be like, they're like, he's so big. He was literally like an inch taller than the other guys. Right. And at one point, the guy grabs him and he goes, what are you doing? What do you think he's doing? I wrote, like, what do you think he's breaking up a pin so he can win the match? What do you mean? What are you doing? He broke up a pin and the guy looked at him and goes, what are you doing? Is that, did you make a mistake? And he reported with, I'm trying to win the match. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I, like these guys, the punches and the kicks were so bad. I mean, Everybody was in leather pants. Every there was. I have lots of fire and pants. That's really what the match was. It was a lot of too, lot of lot of leather pants. I mean, I don't even know who was who. All the punches were sloppy. All the all the choke slams. Everything that that guy Valak did was terrible with his crow makeup. It it had. I have I have the breakdown for this is this is the least entertaining payoff I've ever seen. <laughs> and I said I said it ended with a, he ended it with a double suplex. That guy Valak a double. All it was was a suplex. And he, won. and he won. I mean, this the crowd popped idiots. on that, though, because the one guy landed on the other guy. And I was like, okay, that was kind of <laughs> cool. And then that was the yeah, finish, too. And I was like, thank saving- God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the one saving great for the match with the double scoop. Like, all right, that was cool. Oh, thank God. It's over. See, like, I wish I wish we could say, like, okay, this guy did this name, did this. I didn't know who was who, except for Valak, because he had his name on the back of his tights, like an athlete. Well, but, uh, yeah, go Valak ahead. Get- 
That no, like at least a, looked like a wrestler. Okay, yeah, he did. Much. He looked like a wrestler, and he also he didn't have the crow painting. He had young uh, Ultimate Warrior painting, like when he was back no. with the the. Oh um, right, right, right. When he when they were the whatever they were the uh, Blade Runners. The Blade Runners. That's exactly what he had. I was like, yes, the black amazing. eyes with the lines around his cheek. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he didn't have time to finish the crow makeup, and he was like, "Oh, I'm on, I'm on," and he ran out with just the ma- the eye makeup done. <laughs> no, he didn't. He walked out going. I look like the coolest motherfucker that's ever existed and wrestled in West Virginia. You know he was like beating his chest going, you got this, man. You got this. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then I, I just, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I would just fast forward like 10 seconds because when the two guys, the little guys were trying to beat a Valk and they were both laying like, punt, like chops into his back or whatever. Everything was so slow, and and I was like, "Aren't we past this?" Like, I keep forgetting, like we're in twenty twenty one, but in like oh two, I guess the kids still loved, you know, just being there. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was, it was, it was so just. Hey, I'm here, and the kids were like, "Yeah, there's a dude in the ring," and that that, that was about it. Like that's really all the match was, and then the match ended so suddenly, and I don't know. <laughs> there was there was uh, uh, Jared. Have you ever worked in West Virginia? I actually have not. Okay. I, I I worked ring crew one show in West Virginia, and they borrowed my shirt, but they didn't book me. I, I'm kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, that's not good. No. I was going to ask if there was like a minimum age requirement to be a ref because this ref was like a fetus, and I, it, but also at the same time taller than anybody in the ring, which I was <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I, they gave I a believe... bigger introduction to the ref, by the way. The ref got a better introduction than Kid Pyro <laughs> and Fireface or whatever his name was. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question often, I believe the minimum weight, re- the minimum age to be a referee in West Virginia is eighteen, but I could be wrong on that. All right, that, that boy looked that looked looked a few years shy of that, so maybe this wasn't. Well, a, I mean, well, I mean fire fire kid and pyro looked like they were twelve too. Um, <laughs> I, I, I also got a little chuckle when the commentators joke like like they were dogging on the WCW power plant. And oh was, yeah, and I just was like. This match makes Mark Jindrak look like Brian Danielson. Like this match, it's like don't dog on the power plant because <laughs> right. I don't understand where that hatred came from. They have a lot of power plant hatred in West Virginia. I guess. Like, <laughs> I was like, what happened? Did Craig Pittman piss somebody off or take some money? I have no idea why they were so mad at him. They were like, man, we hate Buddy Lee Parker in, in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, they, Fucking they Goldberg. They found out Buddy Lee Parker trained fire a kid and went, no, fuck this shit. Oh, they were they were not having the power plant. They were very upset. All, all three or ten guys who were in the uh, booth there. Buddy, Buddy Parker would have broken fire kid in half. Let's be honest. <laughs> fire kid is the guy who went up against New Jack and New Jack would cut his face, <laughs> you know, with that. That's what would happen. I think that's if New Jack was still doing his thing and O2 of ECW didn't fold up. That's the kid who would die in the ring against New Jack. Would be old fire kid there. <laughs> oh lord! I just I, I would I actually now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like what well, I would love a where are they now for this match lineup? Like what what are they up to? Fire kid went on to be Seth Rollins, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> he found CrossFit and it saved right. his life. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, I I don't know if this is actually true or not, but uh, cage match list. Fire Kid and the Inferno Kid, who had become Danny Inferno and actually did get into WWE developmental at one point. Wow, good for oh. him! Yeah, like according to Cage Match. 
I, I I'm, I'm going to believe it because I like I, that's who I was pulling for, and I will make up things about people I like to, to make them sound better. Yeah, no, I I don't know if that's legit or not. If it is, good for Fire Kid for getting a lot better than this. And God bless him. This this match got got longer than it should have for oh the review. God, that not- explains why Austin's <laughs> so complimentary to me all the time because he just lies and makes up stuff about me, and then I'm just like, okay. But- you know what? I'm into it. Okay. Charlie, you're a dream pop, and that is not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Match oh, goes man. eight minutes and 19 seconds. I get everybody start somewhere, but this was not good. Uh, and too long. Eight minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And th- Wait, sorry, you got to make sure the next guy, the announcer, the, uh, that guy had to be the owner, by the way, the announcer in the tuxedo, like the old, uh, and, and Austin, you may want to use that on your next show. Because that, that announcer, I bet, was the promoter. Him oh, yeah. coming out and looking around going, y'all having fun? And like, <laughs> there was no fun to be had in that first match. So <laughs> anybody who said they were was lying. Now, the, the owner actually comes into play later on in the show. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So match number two, we have Fabulous Fre- Frederick with Justin Cake in the corner taking on Punchy McGee. I'm honestly shocked they didn't just call Fabulous Frederick Frederick Flair, but he got the Ric Flair robe going on. And Punch McGee came to the ring wearing my wife's bathrobe from some ring. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> yeah, so this guy has all kinds of potential right off the bat. And just in case had like a raccoon on his head. Because that oh whatever that piece was on his head was it was ridiculous. It did not it looked like it was alive. That mullet is actually the West Virginia State mammal. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> It was so long and luxurious. I was like, oh, my God, I can't stop looking at this. Well, that was he only grew it out of the back. The top wasn't real. There's no way the top of his head was real during that match. I could not believe it. And the crowd was even hotter for this match. I swear I heard somebody drop a soda during the match. (laughs) Here's the thing that bothered me throughout the entire show that I noticed here. Why the fuck is commentary talking over the ring announcer? Yeah. The ring announcer literally got 30 seconds of fucking work on the entire show. Let him have a fucking moment. What are you talking about? He talked so goddamn much on this. He talked almost as much as commentary did. What are you talking about? <laughs> he had a piece of paper that he was reading from. The whole t- like, It was a long sheet of paper. But it was like the list that Jericho read that one time. It was just... Going. <laughs> talk over the okay, well, at least they had the we had the common sense to cut to a fucking commercial when Jericho read his lip. Like Jesus Christ. I don't think NWA Tri-State was going to a commercial during this Smart Mark broadcast. Yeah, I was hitting Although, that fast forward button. That's about it. <laughs> there was I mean they had they had ring apron uh sponsors. I didn't see what it was, but I was Me like, neither. This is like some fucking moonshine, I'm sure. They weren't I'm as cool give, as Action Jerry... Wrestling, who uh has us as Damn a sponsor right. on their ring Damn apron. Right. Oh, I'm going to give Jared some credit. The IWTV guy, uh, IWTV app, the double tap fast forward really helped me out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I should have done that. I just kind of blacked out after the, right before the main event. And I was like, so let me dip the, out. <laughs> all I know is there was one spot where fabulous Frederick decided to leave the ring and just walk out. And I was going, Oh, don't no, stop. <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't leave Frederick. I just, I gotta say, I mean, this may be my favorite match on the card, not gonna lie, <laughs> but when a guy named Punchy McGee, which I was like, oh my God, walks out and he's got this feather robe on, it's like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I don't, no. I don't understand the gimmick. Someone needs to sit him down and talk to him about like names and gimmick and, and things like that. And I, yeah, I just, I couldn't believe it. 
every match was alerting a training camp match, apparently. Yeah, it was like watching Rick Lieb come out in his robe. I, I honestly didn't know what the gimmick was on either guy. When they started giving out terms about punching each other in the face and no pulling hair and all this stuff, and I was like, I, I don't have the patience to try to like digest what you two idiots are saying to each other. I just... Uh-oh. About that, they ask for no hair pulling, no eye raking, no punching. In other words, they just want to have a regular fucking wrestling match. They go their actual rule anyway, and then they break the fucking hair pulling rule like four times in the first two minutes. What was the fucking point? And they punched each other in the face halfway through the match, and that was that. No, yeah. the ref didn't do it. The ref didn't do anything. Jay Hawk, you should have been in there. Like, like, it, like, it's one thing if the heel to kind of do the, the get out the roll and the kind of well, I'm just going to break him anyway, become a heel. But like, both guys were fucking doing it. Like, once they were baby face. This this match went way too long. By the way, way, way too long. I have to say, for 2002 West Virginia, I was actually surprised at the lack of homophobic chants in the audience. I really was like, that's because they didn't say anything. Well, that's true. They didn't hear <laughs> at all. But I was like, I was ready for it. And then they didn't do it. And then I was like, you know what? If Freddie's going to play some flamboyant character, he shouldn't be wearing a ring or a, a shirt, even if it's sequence. You, mm-hmm. you take that off. Let's like Adrian Adonis didn't have a shirt on. Let's be real. That was, <laughs> that was not a prize to look at. <laughs> I'm surprised with this being West Virginia that they did the ten, the ten count into the turnbuckle. The crowd actually counted ten on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they put their tongue on every tooth in their head, and that's how that's the cheat. <laughs> there was some kid wearing a WCW belt, and the announcers, of course, call him out and go, "The WCW champ is in the front row." So th- th- that's how few people were in the crowd that they were able to pick this kid out with his belt and rag on him during a match because the match was so bad. Honestly, they could have said it was the NWA champ because in 2002, that fucking belt meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, and, oh. here's the, and commentary is like getting shotgun on the WWF during this match. Like, this match? Really? We're going to pick your battle to go after the man. Okay. Like, wait fucking till the hell. main event. What was the time on this one, Jayhawk? 9.54. Yeah. Yeah. Nine minutes too long. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I, I, I looked at pro wrestling tees and fabulous Frederick does not have a shirt. And I was really, <laughs> but you know, who a does have a file. shirt is Eddie Kingston has a new shirt on there. <laughs> <laughs> what he slip you the last time you saw him? Uh, no, I'm telling you this shirt is like the best shirt ever. It's says redeem, redeem these nuts. Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't, take, that didn't take long. That was the fucking last night of you. Fucking merch yeah, of the year right go. there. Okay, yeah. So nine minutes and 54 seconds. Fabulous Frederick uh, getting pit, pinned with a pair of brass knuckles. Although, let me, just, let me just say, Punchy McGee, this is, I forgot about this on my notes, <laughs> came out to Smash Mouth. And I was I was all about that. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I wish we could, 2002, everybody came out to fucking Smash Mouth. I wish we could... <laughs> I wish we could take Steffi McGee and take him back to 2002 and just let him beat the fuck out of these guys. Yep. Making me watch this Steffi McGee versus Punchy McGee, and Punchy McGee is no more. Yeah, just powerbomb out of the ring and break his fucking neck and be done with it. All right. From there, we go to Julio De Niro against Nova. Oh, my God. I know these guys. (laughs) And my first note is finally a decent match. And I should have waited to fucking write that note because I hate this match. I love both guys. I hate this match. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't like how they how, what they did with with De Niro in this match. Like I, I like him, and I, they let him just kind of roam free too much. 
like it, it, it was just, it was too much Julio De Niro. You know what I mean? Like he, he was like, they gave him a mic and then like, they never took it back from him. They basically just let him leave it on the side of the ring and like, keep talking and keep gimmicking. I was like, I get, all right. Like even Nova came out with no eye makeup and like just his leather pants, you know, like high five and everybody. I, I, I mean, they, I, the match was fine, but it, it like, it was just too long. It was all about Heyman. It, it, he, he reined people in. You know, he, he reined his guys in. He, mm-hmm. he he managed to highlight the best things and 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 not you know feature any of the the faults. And without him, this is what you get. <laughs> you mail it in, old Julio. Did anybody? Whatever happened to him? By the way, didn't he get a shot for a little while back in WWE ECW? De Niro, uh, I think he had a, he had to run a TNA for a little bit. I'm pretty sure. Right. I don't remember if he did anything after the TNA run, anything major or not. I mean, even in 02, he looked like a young man. So I don't, I don't know, like if he, you know, of how much he had. But um, yeah, I'm yeah, scouring I, his cage match if anything jumped out. But I also didn't. Maybe my timeline's messed up. But Nova in 2002, I thought was already Simon Dean. But I guess I was completely off. No, he didn't become Simon Dean until late 04, early 05. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with this match and what really kind of bothered me with it. Like, I'm getting these two guys. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get some, like, WCW cruiserweight style. They're going to go eight to ten minutes, do a bunch of really cool shit. No, they just kind of worked with, like, a fucking 1987 for Bob Geigel or some shit. <laughs> They're, yeah, De Niro, De, Niro, De Niro going to the Larry Gabisco school of stalling. He spent, like, the first five minutes stalling to the point I actually, like, wanted to poke them with a stick and go, do something! <laughs> like, I thought, yeah, I agree. I thought that was the time to, like, turn on, like, you know how you go to, like, an indie show and the first, like, three matches or maybe two matches are just, like, young guys and things like that. And then when they start getting to the professionals, you're like, all right, here we go. This is what I paid for. You know, it's starting to kick in. And they didn't kick in. Like, they they literally just kind of mailed mailed in what they were doing there. Um, and, you know, the, the hot crowd didn't help. <laughs> no. Now the crowd, I mean, the crowd really loved Nova, but the question I had the entire time I watched this was, who wore leather pants first, Test or Nova? That's a good I, question because didn't he wear he wore tights in ECW? Yeah, he didn't wear leather pants. He did. He yeah, had the blue the the BWO tights. I think it might have been Test. You think leather pants started coming into really coming into fashion in the late '90s, early 2000s, and Test was something in what '97, '98. So maybe yeah. Test was ahead of his time. I think he might have been. Test yep. was like '99. Half, half the roster, yeah, in this show has Test to thank for their wardrobe choices. <laughs> Wait, but he was in Test was in Wicked Hanuman that we watched. Butters in what 07 was Wicked Hanuman and he was wearing the leather pants, or was he wearing the tights that he wore? He was wearing in tights. ECW. He was wearing the oh, ECW okay. post ECW tights. All right, so then he then he was wearing the the leather pants. Then he set he's a trendsetter from ninety seven. We've established this is now canon because IWTV <laughs> guide has said so. <laughs> like so, we're not saying know. chaps, we're not saying chaps because Stan mm-hmm. Hansen is clearly on that. Uh, That's right. But <laughs> saying leather leather pants in the ring that is test uh, go forward. Somebody alert Dwight to that information that's now on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm just mentioning a bunch of pod van dam shit this week so hopefully you know ed listens and gets a pop out of all this uh, i was answering some emails while this match happened so that that's that was my take on everything 
Um, I always appreciate your hard work and your dedication to this craft. It, it wasn't long <laughs> after this match that I definitely did not take a, an hour and a half nap. So <laughs> may or may not have done that. I had Chipotle for dinner. So, and I just watched the new Candyman films. So, you know, I had to rest up. I'm seeing this. that with my mom next week. My mom wants to see it. So we'll go see it next week. You together. know, it's really strange. There's a lot of fucking old people there to see that film. So it, it, it's something about that movie that makes like old white ladies want to go see this film. So yep. my mom is a horror movie fan. She's, she's going to love that. Yeah. There that, was I think like, that's a Stacy Silver's pro- broadcast right there. <laughs> There was like me, <laughs> my aunt, who is like an old white lady, these other two old white <laughs> ladies, another old white couple, and then like two like horror movie nerds that sat up top. And the, <laughs> and the one guy that was a horror movie nerd laughed at one of the kills. And I'm just like, this is the most inappropriate time to laugh at a kill like ever. <laughs> and he was the only one laughing. There was like eight of us in the entire fucking theater. And he's laughing hysterically. I'm like, this is not funny. I, what is funny about this? That's like a South Park character, the horror movie nerd laughing in the back. During all the I kills. mean, overall, the film was great. Do check it out. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know. To be to, to be fair, in like my soul of souls and heart of hearts, I identify as an old white lady. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to see this movie. <laughs> I am, too. I am, I'm, I'm really ready to look to see it. And, and by the way, I'm going to give a shout out to Kaplan because he's my mom's favorite wrestler now. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of old white ladies. Yes. Old white lady certified cat. That's right. She thinks he's a Jew. He's a he's a good Jewish boy. So <laughs> he is. Uh, she's all about Ryan Kaplan. <laughs> I love that. That's my thing. <laughs> yep. Today. She thought Mance Warner too looked like a friend of hers. So <laughs> your mom fucking hanging out at the uh, weird clubs and and eye poking people or what's going on, That's, man? I I, I think it, it would rem- <laughs> Mance reminded her of a date she had. <laughs> I, I don't think that there's enough podcasts with moms talking about professional wrestling. I just I think, think you're right. That's a genre that Conrad Thompson has not uh, taken <laughs> over. That he probably we should hurry up and trademark that. Yeah, let's get on it. Come on. We all have moms. Everybody has a mom. <laughs> and none of our moms are probably into pro wrestling. <laughs> my, my mom, mom was. is definitely not into it. <laughs> my, my, my mom always called uh, Val Venus, Venus the penis, which I always thought was really funny. <laughs> ironically all these years later it totally fucking makes sense now it's so funny <laughs> my great aunt Gertie used to throw punches at uh at harley race and larry zabisco and they came in here to to do their thing at the garden stuff she was she was a, she would sit in the front row with her husband and she would take huge swings at them that's amazing that this is this is what the podcasting world is missing um <laughs> right here this is like moms on wrestling <laughs> the, the, last, the last match I remember my mom actually watching was Hogan Piper from Starcade '96. Not because she knew who Hogan and Piper were. That was pretty much it. Well, I'm going to go on record and say you haven't lived till you've seen a, a 71 year old woman watching a Ryan Kaplan Mance Warner uh, intense match in AIW. <laughs> it was it was a sight. Let I me tell you two things. Number one, why aren't you recording this? Because this is like gold, right? Yeah. And, and no pun intended because of your last name. But uh, number number two, uh, it is. I mean, I have to shout out my podcast partner Dalton, who might be the illegitimate son of Balls Mahoney, uh, based on <laughs> photos that he shared of his mom. You know, he really does Mahoney look like Balls Mahoney too. Sure. Like he really fucking does. Now that you mention that, with the blonde hair now, holy shit! 
Yeah, he said he he couldn't go to the ECW show, but then his mom met Balls Mahoney at a bar afterwards. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> anyway, if if you want to hear a story about crazy white lady at wrestling shows, remind me after we stop recording to tell you a story about my aunt. But I cannot tell the story on the air. We'll get camp. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right, let's hit the uh, let's hit the. How long that match went? Too long. I'm going to go with. Oh, it, it was way too long. It was definitely way too long here. There was one point where commentary fit buried the one fan that was reacting and chanting boring. And I get like not calling out how bad the match is, but don't insult the fan for being fucking right. <laughs> the match did get did get decent near the end. Uh, Nova gets the win with the Nova Kane in 14 minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, they're, they're right near the end, Nova did 30 punching in the corner, which the crowd actually counted along with. And I'm screaming, why can't think of fucking DQ? But there's no way you can throw 30 punches in less than five seconds. I'm going to go with 14 minutes too long on that match. <laughs> if they and the announcer like again. The, if they would have started at the eight minute mark and went hit, then that would have been fine. Yeah, it was it was way too long. And the announcer again came out and said, are you having fun to everybody? And I wrote, he looks like he's already had it. He knows the gate's done. It's time for him to go home. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying okay. to pocket the cash that's remaining so he doesn't have to pay Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from there, we get Brian Anthony against Brock Kingleton with, I believe her name is, according to Cage Match, her name is Kasha in the corner. I don't think commentary mentioned what it, what it, what her name actually was. I have some gal on my in my notes. Brock Singleton with some gal. <laughs> Jacked up 90s rocker versus Michael Rappaport. That's what it looked like to me. Brian Anthony, I've at least heard of before. I was, From where? He wrestled Pittsburgh area. He had actually a Dominic Danucci trainee. Yep. Oh, he's right. still around today, and he looks great. I'm amazed that this was so long ago, and he's still he's still going. Yeah. Uh, this match here, Kingleton's music doesn't play till he almost till he's almost in the ring, and then he's like pissed off that they should finally start playing it. Like, what the hell? Now, looking at these two guys, I would have thought that Anthony would have been the heel and Kingleton would have been the baby fake. Of course, the roles were switched and they went the other way around. I did vaguely hear the ring announcer here, okay, with a 30-minute time limit. And I'm at the point going, just because a show announcing can match like a 30-minute time limit, that mean they all have to go fucking 30 minutes. <laughs> let's, shorten some of this, let's shorten some of these things up. I, we've talked about how quiet the crowd's been the whole time. I was trying to think, oh, they're in this big gym. There aren't that many people. Maybe it's just the acoustic. No, they're literally like a guy from one kid. Everybody's sitting on their hands. Like nobody's moving. Like they, they might have well been like painted on the back wall of a fucking TV studio or some shit. It's a bunch of the the, the promoters' family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that Anthony does in in this match looks really good. He just doesn't do like anything until about eleven minutes has gone by, and then the valet gets an immediate distraction, which leads to Kingleton getting a roll up and a handful of types for the pin. Twelve thirteen. I really think this match was like 10 minutes of Kingleton do, just doing shit. I got to check my notes on this one because it was such a boring match. Uh, I just have, fuck this match, too long. That's all I, that's all I had for the whole match. <laughs> that's all that's, I had. That's not incorrect either. <laughs> like, it, like this match, if this match would have been eight minutes, I would have been happy with it. If the match if the match would have been as long as it was, but Anthony's comeback would have been longer. I'd have been okay with it. It just felt like it was ten minutes of Anthony getting squashed. He had a couple of really cool moves and then got beat cheaply. Yeah, and they didn't even mention that girl at ringside most of the time. It's because she wasn't Francine. <laughs> they weren't getting Francine down there in West Virginia. Not for that match. Nope. You can't not, get not- Sherry. Your next up is Francine. 
And you can't pay you can't pay that Francine money when you're already paying that Ray Mysterio money. And you gotta gotta yeah, pick your battle a little bit here. Man, they can barely play that pay that Jerry Lynn money. <laughs> I, I still don't know how they did it, but we'll get to that. Oh, I know how they did it. The announcer came on and goes, You could get your souvenir program only nine dollars. If you went to this show and you paid nine dollars for whatever they were giving out, which I would like to if anyone has a NWA Tri-State program from that show, and you could send it to me, I will give you $3. I will track <laughs> these guys down today to get that thing fully autographed. I will They fly. got $9 for it. I will give you 3 for it at this point. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay more, I think, and I would find Fireboy and Pyroman and get them to sign that thing. <laughs> Fireface and Pyroman. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, from there, we go to Rocky Reynolds versus Magnum. Uh, Rocky Reynolds is a former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. He began in between title reigns at this point. Was and he couple, calling him Rocky Rock and Robin at one point? He called him the Rock and Rubble, like the entire match. Rock and Rebel. Yeah, that's what he was calling him. <laughs> now, here's I was the, like, here's that's the, not the pedophile, right? Isn't Rock and Robin pedophile? I forgot who that was. Yeah, uh, I'd rather not say too much about Rock and Rebel in public, but yeah, you're on the right track. Okay, all right. So that was. <laughs> yeah, but they, then they and I wrote, like, I wrote, this isn't the Magnum I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Magnum TK was not working with Virginia Territory. At the or point, Magnum TA, for that matter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we got no Magnum that we wanted. Yeah, like they, they call him the Rock and Rebel like 20 times, then they finally get it right in one and up and go. You know, I'm, you know what? We're committed at this point. I'm just going to call him Rock and Rebel Rock tonight anyway. Oh, fuck. <laughs> my, my, my biggest note from this is uh, Rocky Reynolds looked huge, and then he got into the ring. <laughs> I was like, this is a big boy. And then he got in the ring, and I was like, he can't touch that third rope. What's going on? <laughs> I I did not. I, I There was one spot. Okay, so I, I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind the match until I was like, First of all, I have too long. Again, this match was way too long. Um, and then, and then they did a one-armed sit-out power bomb from the top rope at one point, and he barely got a two count. And I wrote, "Oh, okay, no reason to watch the rest of this match." Like, what in the world were they doing there? And then they went outside the ring to like battle outside. And I wrote, "There was literally zero reason for them to go outside during this match." And they went outside during this match and went outside the ring and wrestled. And the announcer goes, where else can you find this kind of action? And he actually said this. I don't think you will. Does that sound like a real answer to something? Where no, else the, will you find this kind of action? The, I the don't correct, think you will. The, the correct answer <laughs> is a morgue. <laughs> but he didn't even. He, that's not even English. He answered his own question. If I said to you, Austin, when are you going to be at the uh, at that location? I don't think you will. And I don't you'd be think like, I wait will. a minute, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and I kept saying it in my head. It was like that Lewis Black bit. If it weren't for my horse, I wouldn't have, I would have never gone college. to college. Yes, that's what that line was to me. Where else will you get this kind of action? I don't think you will. What do you mean by that? Gosh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm so glad you're a big Lewis Black fan. And oh, of course. That line. Oh my God, I just <laughs> love you even more. <laughs> I couldn't fathom this line. It didn't make sense to me, so I totally lost the rest of the match because that line confused me so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I actually didn't mind this match. I thought this match was pretty good. It's by far the best thing on the show up to this point. 
But then commentary to Biggie bickering and telling unfunny joke, they're, they're killing any vibe that they can. Oh, yeah. Yo, wrestling, indie wrestling in 2002 was a weird place, though. Let's, re- let, let's set the stage on that. You know, there's no more WCW, which means that all of these indie feds that thought they were either going to go to WWE or WCW, just they don't have a reason to exist anymore because there's only one big fed left. Yeah, oh, Reynolds yeah. does some really good stuff here. He does a nice rope flip moon call. Really pretty. Did a Picado to the floor. Like another cake of Waikiki the heel. They keep doing a bunch of babyface shit. And there's a spot near the end of this match where Magnum does a Russian leg sweep off the middle rope, They call, which they call the fakey raker. That, 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 now, remember, Russian leg sweep. Going backwards. Move called the fakey raker. <laughs> Did you ever see the episode of Fortnite where they were covering the boxing match and they had the inept cut man at the, at the ringside reporter? <laughs> That's what this reminded me of. Okay, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, how did he beat him? How did he beat him, Cut Man? Well, he hit him with a with a with a right hook with a jab. Uh, you go. He hit him with a hooking right jab, and he used his left hand. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> Just keep saying, if it weren't for my horse, that's all you need to keep saying. <laughs> it made zero. That match was too long. What was the time on that one? Twelve, twelve. Yep, twelve minutes too long. <laughs> I was 12 minutes deep into my nap at this point. <laughs> this is, it's Charlie's quietness on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> oh, we go from there. We've got another three-way match. We have Macon Hunter, who is the Macon Dickon Wrestling Heavyweight and Tri-State Champion. Oh, there was a three-way going on, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you woke up, Butter. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. I didn't wake up till the main event. <laughs> now, Macon Hunter, the mid, the Macon Dickon Wrestling Heavyweight and Tri-State Champion, taking on Darren Smythe, taking on Matt Vandal, the NWA Tri-State Champion, with Justin Cake in the corner. So much, so much wrong with the fucking match. Now, didn't one of these guys look like the bigger brother of the other guy from the Triple Threat that was in the crow makeup? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you went in the back, did some steroids, and came back out. Was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember a ton about this match today, even though I watched it yesterday. And I'm not sure if that's the alcohol or just the brain damage that this match inflicted on me, or this whole card inflicted on me. But I did write that Mason Hunter was a low energy Lance Storm, which I think is <laughs> remarkable. Which commentary? Which commentary picked up on? Well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get any of this. Like, I just saw it says this guy Darren Smythe came out with no music, or or that was just my, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 just my headphones. But I heard no music. I have. They said something about a unification match. They went to last week or something. Oh, oh and- let, let me let me explain this one. To, let me explain this one to you here, Jay Gold. Yeah, yeah. So. The belt were initially all three of the belts were unified on March second of I'm sorry March they were unified previously the, the the week before the show they split the belt go Vandal beat Connor to win just the tri state title and now eight days later they're going to reunify the belt again why the fuck <laughs> were they unified in the first place <laughs> what was the fucking point so they could have a title change. And why are we re- are we unifying three titles in a three way match where one guy got two belts, one guy got one belt, and the third guy doesn't even have a belt to unify? <laughs> I didn't see any belts. Were they wearing belts? Uh, no, I no. think they did. I don't think they came out with them. 
because they hadn't made titles for the they, they they unified them into one physical belt and then they did they were like oh, oh shit we gotta split this up I gotta order two more belts <laughs> oh and man then, and then the structure of the match commentary can't elimination match but every time they're cover somebody breaking up the pin to the point that commentary finally goes okay this must be a one fall match then hundred pins fights with a cradle. And it's an elimination match after all. And that's when I said, fuck this match. And I just waited for the, for the finish at that point. None of this <laughs> Dude, made I, sense. I have the same thing. The other guy, one of them said the, the same thing the guy did in that first match. So we'll bring it all back to the training camp match. What's your problem? And the other guy goes, I want to win too. <laughs> I was like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> I wrote down a bunch of really okay wrestling. That's, <laughs> that's what I have here. I don't, ha- I don't have that. Generous. This might this might have been the worst three way match I've ever seen because well, it made no fucking sense. And they I had that guy. They had that guy just in case with him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Just in mi- case, Mister Mister Mullet. And then for some reason, even though Smythe got it, even though Smythe got eliminated by Hunter, he helped Hunter win the title. This thing goes thirteen minutes and thirty seven seconds. None of the match the match made no sense at all. Then Cake and Vandal are both attacking Hunter, and then we get an impromptu battle royal. What do you mean impromptu battle royal? What? Who, who made the Wait, match? that's what I didn't get. Did somebody win the Tri-State title and then have to defend it in the battle royal? I don't think it was a title match. Because And then the battle royal started. And I just have I have battle royal question mark. And then what? Same guys who just wrestled all night, first of all. So it wasn't like anybody knew. It was literally just the same. Anyone who was in the matches before this match came to do it. And I have this is some of the sloppiest shit I've ever seen. That's oh, everybody, I, everybody I who wrestled in the match at the previous night and some woman who who came out of the locker room that even commentary didn't know who the fuck she was. Why was she even in the fucking locker room if you don't know who she is? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, if it can impromptu battle royal, why can it not? But it wasn't for the tri-state it? belt, right? I, I don't believe so. It was very strange. Charlie, was, did, you, did you watch this match? <laughs> <laughs> there was Charlie, a battle there. royal on this show? <laughs> You still with us? It made no sense because, okay, it could be an impromptu battle royal involving guys that aren't already in the ring, which made no sense to begin with. Then it was apparently Rumble style. How do they even fucking decide what order was going to come in? Did they just like, okay, you go? Like, how? Yeah, got the written up woman. No one knows who the fuck she is. She's eliminating people. She eliminated like three people. Magnum finally ends up winning the thing, I think. But he eliminated Justin Cake. I didn't know even in the damn thing. Here, but here's the thing. They got really excited because the crowd counted a 30 in the Nova match. And they're like, we can do a rumble now. They can <laughs> count all the way to 30. And then, after, <laughs> and then what And then what I presume is after the match, the owner, Richard Arpin, comes in and works over Justin Cake. That was the dude in the polo shirt? Yeah. Oh, that guy. That's the actual owner. Oh, that guy was... He ends up pinning Justin Cake, then they act like he won the Battle Royal, even though Cake was already eliminated from the Battle Royal. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. The winner was Magnum, wasn't it? I Magnum is who I... Magnum who Cage Matt looked look at the winner. Yes, because I, I have in my notes. The winner. Yep, I have in my notes. Magnum, ladies and gentlemen. Magnum. That's what the announcer said. That's how he, that's how he said the winner. He went, the winner is Magnum, ladies and gentlemen, Magnum <laughs> Kennedy. I, I blacked out of this match. I got <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Am I the only one who stuck it out? My God! No, I I, I, I stuck I stuck it out, and I was t- plotting how I'm going to murder Austin after we get my recording. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll tell you one day I'm going to have Austin with me and I'll tell you where he's going to be so we can, uh, you know, we can make it happen. We can coordinate. There. Right. We can coordinate this. Coordinated attack. <laughs> he, may, he may accidentally fall off of a restaurant boat in the next couple of weeks. You never know. It's a very real threat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Into the Hudson River. I'm not sure. The, the three-way match goes 1337. The Battle Royal go 927. Nine uh, minutes counting, too long. Uh, counting infantry <laughs> here. The whole thing go, went close to 30 minutes. Don't worry, oh Austin. God. Don't worry, Austin. You can smell Jayhawk a mile away, so you'll know he's coming. <laughs> There's that chemistry I'm talking about. <laughs> the award-winning IWTV Guide podcast chemistry. I got to bury him for, for that be a reason why he's not on for the next two weeks. We'll say that he quit the show and get oh, people like talking and then, like you know, it. he'll come back to the show and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta wait. I gotta wait till the third show, though. Otherwise, otherwise, I can't pretend to be Gene. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be happy I got that show moved around, so our uh, first-time guest will be uh, there for your return show. So. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to pull that off, and I'm look. I'm looking forward to that. But anyway. Well, I had to have you know I had to have the uh, submissive and breedable Ed on the show. Uh, when you're not there, so wow. <laughs> yeah, only because I know Ed's going to watch some really bad Japanese wrestling. I thank you for it. <laughs> yeah, we already picked out the outro music, and it's that song he keeps wanting everybody to play every week—the 24 plus 25, whatever. But it's the that Japanese Do- version. Doja Cat song. Holy crap! That is a dirty song. <laughs> well, there's a Japanese version of it, so that's what's getting played. Well, that's okay because then you can't understand what the words. Hopefully, are. <laughs> hopefully. You're going. You're diving into more more Japanese wrestling. Yeah, uh, Josh, oh. you're on the show. Oh, am I? Yeah, it's you, Dalton, <laughs> and Ed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I totally didn't realize. I, t- I, t- <laughs> I totally forgot. That is so good. That made my whole day. In two right. weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> oh man, I'm totally in. I got orange next week, and then I got you guys the week after. So. Oh my god! If that does, if this tease on this episode doesn't bring more ears to the next podcast because i am on again i don't know what would this is the <laughs> charlie you gotta tell him the numbers oh yeah the numbers are going up in uh florida for you jay gold <laughs> all the retirement home numbers yes the over 60 demo god that's all that, that i want the, the toothless rednecks that love dalton I, that's what i thought <laughs> <laughs> It's all the old Jewish ladies who love Kaplan. They are they are listening in. <laughs> team Gold's team. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're hoping the team draw more viewers and more listeners in two weeks, assuming that they did what we didn't do and actually stayed for the whole fucking show. See, see, you have to put Goldstein in the algorithm so that the old Jewish ladies pick up on it when they're looking in the <laughs> looking for podcasts. So they're for podcast and they see, oh, Joshua Goldstein's on this podcast. My son's name is Joshua. Yeah, and then they want to listen. He sounds like a nice boy. Exactly. Let's, let's give it a listen. <laughs> I'm sure he has a nice family. Exactly. Listen, I, today, I mean, th- this week was my 20th anniversary in New York. I can I can now use that accent with with without license. I like that accent. Go right ahead. <laughs> it, sounds, it makes me feel at home. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker now. <laughs> What's next, Jayhawk? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> All right, we have our semi-final match of the evening about fucking time. Hmm. It is Chris Hamrick against Mike Preston. 
Now, Mike Preston was, a, was trained by Shane Douglas and would eventually make it to the WWE Developmental Cup for, for a while like Andrew Vane. And Chris Hamrick was always awesome, before, a very underrated part of the last couple of years at ECW. So, again, a match has got some potential here. And I actually like this match. We've got a nice little fast pace open. Preston, everything Preston does looks good. Hamrick and Hamrick. There's a nice little spot here where Preston looks like he's going to cut up for the camp, kryptonite crunch that Nova you get, but turn into a commission move. Really nice. There's some good stuff here. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, you only had to wait an hour and 45 minutes through the garbage to get right. to the, the professionals. Yes. It wasn't a terrible match, but Mike Preston did to me, because I'm not familiar with him. He looked like a very much like a creator wrestler. And yeah. he came out and they were like, here are these tights. Go out there and do this. And But they were it, it was fine. I mean, Chris Hamrick looked old. And I felt, you know, like that kind of set me back a little bit. Um but yeah, it's a fine match. Didn't bother anybody. The the fans were just as not hot for this match as every other match. So you know. Yeah, I I just I, like what did Preston do after this? Like, what was his trajectory? Does anybody know? I'm not going to put anybody on the spot. I I literally oh, just talked about it. Yep, he said that he made it to <laughs> WWE's developmental. Oh, okay, but then you know, do you know when that was, Jayhawk? Do you have that as a uh, uh, two thousand eight? He was an FDW. Okay. Was that when Justice was there? I'm trying to remember when Justice was there. Might have been after Justice had already left. To be honest with you. Oh, really? He was there that early? No, that late. After? No, I meant Justice. Justice was there in in, in the in the early 2000s. I'm trying in, to in I'm, MCW. I'm trying to remember when Justice was there. I don't remember. Huh? Now I got. You now I have to look that up. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Justice, let's get hyped for Derek versus Justice at Sunny Days in AIW. That match is going to be absurd. Yep. Absurd. Cannot wait for that. Yeah, we got this that. This is a little palate cleanser. Yeah. We got uh, the tag title match, Rip City versus PME going down. Yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe that card. I'm going to ha- I'm gonna be planted in front of the television next Friday night. I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I cannot wait for that. And I know I'll have to keep my daughter up for that one because she wants to see Bishop wrestle. But that's going to be Justice. You know, Justice helped train Derek. That match is going to be insanity yep i will be there live ringside enjoying myself I, mike preston is going to be there and it's going to be a mike <laughs> preston running <laughs> a mike preston running and it's going to be crazy that's just a little inside baseball everyone just get ready for a mike preston run in aiw is your mom gonna uh, watch it with you she is she's here she's definitely gonna watch it good good i want yeah. you to re- i think you need to record that i will I'll yeah she'll go viral cap- dude she will yeah. absolutely go viral. Even if you just edit down the greatest sets of her, like flipping your coffee table over for justice, I, which I see happening. You know what it is though? She, the best part about her is she, she doesn't really react cause she doesn't care, but she does want to hear what's happening. So we were sitting there and she was like, she says to my daughter, I can't hear what they're saying. Like she wanted to hear Wadsworth and Thor and, and, and Brian Carson on that call. She like, she wanted to hear it. I'm like, Harper, shut up. They're like, get out of the room. Let your grandma listen to the match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. man. Amazing. Hey, I cannot find when Justice was in FDW. I'm looking at Cage Match right now. I don't see any FDW recall for Justice anywhere on Cage Match. We can edit that in post. We'll find out. Someone will, we can just throw it out on Twitter. He'll let you know exactly when he was there. That's a lot of work for me that you just made. Jim. Yeah. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> Amazing! You're you're the voice of IWTV, and yet you don't want to make that. Uh, you don't want to go do that research, huh? <laughs> the, the voice of IWTV is Eeyore. 
<laughs> oh, bother. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Lost my tail again. Okay, I okay, I, I I did find I did actually find that he uh, just signed with WWE developmental deal in March of 2011 and was released by September. Oh, oh way okay. later though. I knew it was later than way, that. Way late, right? way later. Yeah, he yeah. got the he got the Jay Clement contract six months and they got rid of him. Boo. Yeah, boo. That was a bad move. Yeah, bad agreed. move. Way to bring up bad stuff, Jay Hawk. You fucking dick. Oh, Jesus. This guy's going on vacation. <laughs> what a go. shithead. <laughs> Burn it down, then go on vacation. Hell. <laughs> All right, Jay Hawk. What's the last match? Okay. Look uh, it up. Hammer gets the win here with a suplex into a thunder and eight twenty five. Southern Bell Mexico. Ringer, baby. Woo! And then we have our main event. Jerry Lynn, Rey Mysterio Jr. A maskless Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, they can still about three months before he signed with WWE, so he's still without the Mac after looking at WCW. Yeah, I mean, this was this was exactly... This is how the pros are supposed to be done. This is exactly what we wanted. Like, I mean, you would have thought the crowd would give it a little more... Oh, get up off your feet, for fuck's sake. Here comes Jerry Lynn and Rey Mysterio, but... Uh, no, but yeah. no, but no, but the crowd gave the I don't even fucking care if these two guys in the show been that bad vibe. <laughs> oh yeah, they go were home at out. this point. <laughs> yes, they were they were burned <laughs> out by it's, the time this match. Yeah, it's, it's that, and it's also like how many people in West Virginia actually watched ECW? Like it was so hard to watch for most of its run. Like, do they actually know who Jerry Lynn is? Like, they all knew who Ray Mysterio is, but. You know, he's the maskless pretty boy at this point, which is not well, but that was WCW Ray Mysterio. That wasn't right. even ECW Ray Mysterio. And Jerry Lynn as JL, right? WCW. Um, and then Jerry Lynn and East. Yeah. I mean, look, I had to watch ECW on MSG Network at 2 a.m. with my brother when we were kids. Like, there was no way that, you know, where was this in West Virginia? I, Aaronville? Yeah. No way they got. Unless they were fucker. watching like, unless they got Sports Channel or something like that on the on the old uh, uh, satellite dish, no one was catching uh, ECW no. in uh, Harrisville, West Virginia at that time. This was definitely the booker or the you know the promoter being like, "I really want Jerry Lynn and Ray Mysterio in the crowd." Going, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who at least fifty percent of that is. <laughs> I know this little fella. He jumps around on my TV. <laughs> also, Ray Mysterio has always been too pretty for a mask, but mm-hmm. a mask yeah. sells gimmicks. Let's just, you know, that's that's the truth of it. It's amazing. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, WWE put the mask back on Ray Mysterio Jr. because it sells a lot of merchandise. Yep. But any other promotion would not have done that. But they would have done like eight seconds of research and realized like what putting a Mac back on after you look at means in Mexico. Like it pissed a lot of people off with that. I mean, but he technically uh, when you lose it in America in WCW, it shouldn't mean as much. You should be able to throw anything back on. Like, you know, it, none of those matches stipulations should mean anything when you lost it on WCW because Eric Bischoff ruined every single luchador. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, right about the time he launched in WCW, he was scheduled to lose a Mac match in Mexico, and the Mexico Athletic Commission went, "You've already lost the match. No, we can't have the match." And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Like, like that—that's how important that that Mac gig in Mexico. Like, you wait, are- but but they put the mask on Rey Mysterio in WWE, and they left it off of Super Crazy when he was—I mean, off of Psychosis when he was in the Mexico. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So they didn't feel like psychosis and mask was worth re-putting back on that guy. But Ray, they saw money in, so they just sort of like, put that mask back on so we can sell merchandise to the kids. Yeah. Well, this hasn't been reported in The Observer, but it was because Vince saw psychosis and said, that guy's got great bone structure. Keep the mask <laughs> off his face. I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, Meltz talks uh, a lot. So gets out there. That's just what happens. <laughs> they should have put a girdle on Hoovy after that match against uh, uh, Jericho the other night. Good Lord. <laughs> These guys, a mask and a girdle. My God, come on. Oh, there's nothing worse than an aging luchador. The only luchador who doesn't age is La Parca. Jesus. Yeah, well, the, the Parker's a big boy. He's he was shaped like boy. an egg in 1996. I mean, he still looks like that. <laughs> well, Mel Masker stayed in really good shape for a really long time. He had that old man. Mel Masker's had the Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes, uh, the old man barrel chest where 100%. you, you yeah. still can you all you do are push ups for the upper chest and you do nothing for the lower part of your body. <laughs> So you have a huge upper pectoral muscle, and the rest looks like you just ingested a barrel, like in a cartoon, <laughs> and it fills you out the rest of the around your body. You are, you are what they roll down to. Kill right. you, you <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what that that that's what that was for old Mill Mascaris for all those years, and Blue Demon Senior, and everybody else. Oh, this match. You know what? There was nothing wrong with this match. It was just that it was in West Virginia. On this show and this slot in front of this crowd, that was the problem. Pro- everything else rest. was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing else wrong with the match. If they did the same match in front of us in AIW, let's say, or Create a Pro or somewhere else, they would have blown the roof off. I'm sure the oh. response would have been insanity. With without a doubt, I mean Jerry Lynn, peak Jerry Lynn. There was no one better. Your your podcast, Austin, should be an episode on how this guy managed to get these two guys for the main <laughs> event. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they actually got paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> there should be an entire episode dedicated to that polo shirt wearing dude who got Jerry Lynn and Rey Mysterio in his show. Because that's, I mean, that's amazing. There's not another show from this federation on IWTV, guy or on IWTV. There's, this is it. This is the one. So I'm wondering if like, it was like one and done. That's it. That's all he had. He didn't pay I, anybody, so they didn't wrestle for him again. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lynn killed him in the parking lot after the match. So that was the end, that's the end of that. The Jerry company Lynn's old school mentality. <laughs> Yeah, the company was in business for like nine years. They, oh. they, they ran from 98 to 2007. Like, they were around a while. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. That are completely obscure and terrible, and then subjecting myself over and over again to it. That's you may get a call from Jerry in the next couple of days, and he'll be like, We should talk. You actually (laughs) figured out our algorithm. You are way too smart for this crowd. I'm looking at the history of the NWA mid final heavyweight title right now, and I see Jimmy Snook held it for like a week, and Tony Atlas held it for like two months. And then there's a bunch of guys that are either on the show or that nobody else ever heard of before. Jimmy Snuka, to be fair, held a ton of titles. He was an ECW world champion. 
before it was extreme championship wrestling. It was Easter championship wrestling. Right. He was one of their, their, their main eventers. Right. I do have images of him in the fairgrounds, like in Florida. Yep. Winning that title or holding that title. Yeah. Um, But he never won a major title in WWF, did he? Nope. And he never showed up in WCW ever. That's amazing. A guy from that one Nitro where they had like everybody wrestling Jeff Jarrett that one night. Right. And one confirmed murder. So he had, he had no WWF titles, but (laughs) one confirmed murder. I was going to say, he was killing it in every other federation. but Literally. <laughs> Literally. Okay, there, there is a listing on the uh, title history for Vincent being a former champion, too, and I do not have confirmation whether that, a.k.a. Virgil or not, but the time frame would fit. No way. They gave that belt to Vincent? It looked like he was the third champion, if I'm looking at this right. Austin, way to go, man. Sorry. You, you, you picked the company that they gave Virgil a fucking title to. You know what? Honestly, actually, I'm not sorry. I wear that with pride. You know what? You're not watching anything else. Let's watch this. This is terrible. And they gave Virgil a championship. No, Just- no, a- actually, let's look at it this way. Virgil technically held a championship in the WWF. He was a million-dollar champion. Jimmy Snuka did not. They felt, felt Virgil was better than Snuka. <laughs> Just, picture, Just picture this. I am sitting on the couch with my mother last night. And Rampage was on, and I had a tequila and this on the iPad, and I was taking notes with both with a good show on the television and this garbage on my iPad. And that was my evening last night. And this review just shows you how little respect you have for me. (laughs) You You have this little respect that I had to do that last night. And sit through this garbage. Josh, I love oh. you. I, 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 I big hugs. This I didn't know. I I knew this was going to be bad. I didn't realize it was going to be this bad. It was it was something else. Butters, I'm so glad you watched the whole thing and took as intricate notes as we did. It yeah, was. Thank, thanks for your contribution, Butters. You're absolutely <laughs> welcome. Wait, we didn't get a time on this one, Jayhawk. What'd you get on this one with the who won this match? Because I think I blacked out too at the end. Mysterio hit the kick one nine and hit the swan dive headbutt for the win in kick minute and 55 seconds. Let me repeat that. Kick minute and 55 seconds. This was the shortest match of the fucking card. I was just going to say they went six and a half minutes and, and that match between that ball dude and the other guy went eight and change and, and that three-way went 14 minutes. Yep. You're 100% right. This Whew. was the shortest match of the fucking card. Man, oh man! I think Ray sent them home too. At the end, Ray did the microphone and was talking to them and sent them yeah. home. And it was almost like Smart Mark was leaving too. Like they just they just cut it off. It was like yeah, Gary they were pulled the plug. Up. Yeah, Gary pulled the plug on the camera. He was just like, "Screw this!" and he just pulls it out. I'm out of here. Like on the mic, they were like, "Let's get out of here. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's you know what I have to say. It's been wonderful. I couldn't have uh, asked for a better last episode. Uh, I'm be TV guide um, speaking speaking of grifts this guy comes on with this show and he just he just fraudulently drags us into this episode tonight don't put this all on me <laughs> don't put this on. you were You're right will, you were You're right. You, gave me, you gave me options and i went ahead with this one with you because <laughs> neither of us knew we saw ray mysterio and we saw chris uh, hamrick yeah Jerry i mean Lynn, that, that, that wasn't like, a bad Let's yeah. do this. The other one I think sure. had the bushwhackers. It was going to be just as terrible. <laughs> okay, go. I did. I did actually look the up on Smartmark Video's website. This is the only NWA tri-state show they have up. You be the judge up to why that's the case. <laughs> they only filmed one. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that honestly, that's probably what it is. 
And they're trying to charge 12 bucks for the on smartmarkvideo.com. So pay your $9.99 a month if you're really curious. You should be Watch getting Dwight on the phone. I would be willing to bet that Nitro West Virginia got one of these shows and Dwight was at it. We should find that out. <laughs> I also just want to say, if you want to kill some time and you have literally watched everything else that's available on the internet, this is your show. <laughs> <laughs> if you are literally falling asleep and you need something to just put on in the background to help Jerry with his streaming numbers, I still wouldn't watch this show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's something show. else. Right. <laughs> I am positive there is something else you want to watch. You may even want to reach out to Ed and ask him about some kind of random Japanese show way before you get to this show. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're if you're a wrestling historian that's doing a peek on the history of the NWA, or you're doing like a Raymond Steer or a Jerry Lynn record book or something, maybe then I'll recommend this show just to, to complete your history record. But beyond that, no, fuck it. Nope, I would Char- skip this part of history. <laughs> it didn't Charlie, happen. Any last thoughts? <laughs> Are you, are you napping now? I've had such on? a really good nap. Uh, I really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> this Charlie Butters rules. His <laughs> podcast is the best. It is like the Wild West of wrestling reviews. It's ma- magnificent. It's what we strive for here, you know. And then, and then we can oh, yeah. I give him the night off. It's This is like been the easiest podcast he's ever heard. Yeah, I'm going to have to work really <laughs> fucking hard the next two weeks because I got to keep everything together and I got to actually watch the show and take notes because if not, it'll just be Orange talking for however long he wants to talk for. And then the insanity of Jay Gold, Ed, and Dalton talking, uh, which I can already see that's going to be a three-hour podcast that I'm going to have to try to edit. So, And, and once again, Jared, I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'll think about having you on again, Austin. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> like, Jay, like Jay Hawk has that he's saying who's on the show, please. Yeah, I'd book everybody. If Butter, you should be kicking act on it. I think no, I've got like one pair of He's fine. He loved it. Yeah, Austin knows. He's he's you. not gonna not be invited back. He's gonna. I'm gonna tell you to keep doing this so I can keep taking naps on weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this one up, Austin. Just remember when we get numbers from Butters, I'm gonna put this one up against the Sposto and Adam Van podcast and say we should do better numbers than those guys because of just the, the sheer insanity of what this show was. <laughs> Josh, I'm going to be 100% Sposto honest with no you. <laughs> Sposto did huge numbers for us. Uh, he beat oh, everybody in the first week that uh, has ever done this show. So it's going to take a ton for you to do that. I don't. I, right. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying it's going to take a whole hell of a lot for that to happen. All right, Josh, we, we, the challenge has been accepted. Let's go out there and whore this podcast. I'm, I'm in. I'm totally up for whoring it. I got nothing to do all weekend. It's the Jewish holidays. Uh, all night on Rosh Hashanah, I'm going to be pumping out. Watch IWTV Guide podcast. Get on it. Listen to it all weekend and all holidays. Do it for me. Do it for Ryan Kaplan. <laughs> I was gonna say happy Rosh Hashanah, dude. Well, thank you. That's 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 uh, we're gonna that's have on, st- a Monday, right? Yep, we're gonna have the other benefactor here, and uh, and my mom's here, and we're all gonna do dinner, and should be lovely. So Fair we're all gonna listen to this podcast if it makes it out by by Rosh Hashanah. Oh, oh you do that for <laughs> Leo Rush's birthday. That's so nice of you. <laughs> yeah. And a happy Rokan Rokan Adana to you too. Exactly. <laughs> when, I, when I think. <laughs> When I think Rosh Hashanah, I think Leo Rush. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. I can't. 
man of the hour i can't i can't help myself yeah do you watch like the rush hour films on that day i, I don't know what that is oh sure sure it's the new year it's my new year so i'll be drunk hell yeah uh, uh, well, we, we have to make it official. Thumb cup, thumb down, thumb in the middle. Yep. Thumb down from three, I'm going to thumb cup for Charlie Butter if he got a nap. I'm going to quote Eddie <laughs> Kingston and go, thumbs these nuts. <laughs> Jay Gold, you really ruined it because I was totally going to give it a thumbs up for the nap that I took. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, the break kind is that the only NWA tried to show up on IWTV, and we never have to watch them again. <laughs> we'll do it for the one-year anniversary of this episode. <laughs> we'll watch it again. That'll be a no. special day. You better invite somebody else. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, can, you, can, you can just post the epic code up at a replay <laughs> and be done with it, but I'm not watching this shit again. <laughs> All right, Austin, you got some plugs, my man. Man, you can, you can check out my other pod, uh, If You Catch My Grift. It's on almost every podcasting uh, platform where I completely destroy my podcasting partner, Dalton's uh, innocence and naivete, um, which happened earlier today where I completely broke his brain. <laughs> That's sort of my goal without being my goal. So, yeah, If You Catch My Grift. That's it. Do you know when the next episode's coming out? I think it's coming out next week. We just did a two-parter on Lou Pearlman, who is oh, awesome. a, uh, um, a a famous blimp guy, but also an even more famous sir, um, boy band founder, and who ran a massive Ponzi scheme that a lot of people don't know about or forgot about. Um so that is that just dropped. I think it to dropped today, actually, or today or tomorrow. And then the next episode will be out next week on uh, Looper and Part Two, Blimp Boy, Part Two. All right. Uh, Jay Gold, you got anything, my man? <laughs> nope. Happy Rosh Hashanah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Rosh Hashanah, Goldstein. <laughs> and 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 thank you, Kaplan, for being my mom's favorite wrestler. That's fucking amazing. Yep. Jayhawk. Okay. I will not be on this podcast for the next two weeks because I got a lot of stuff coming up. I will be at the Cauliflower Alley Club on September 12th through the 15th at the Gold Coast Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm uh, not sure if I'm working the two wrestling shows those two days or I'm just going to be hanging out show, but I will be definitely be around. Go come, come see me. Come say hi if you're in the area. Also, September 18th at the Highland Center in Brothers, Ohio. I will be work, uh, refereeing for Real Action Pro Wrestling. Don't call it a comeback. And then I'll be in Vermilion, Ohio on September 19th for Championship Wrestling Strong Style. I, I was just in touch with the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. They said that they're going to need to borrow your shirt, but you're not booked on their shows. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Please check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, If You Catch My Grift, and At Odds With Wrestling. Check out our other friends, pwponderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and Kayfabe Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Talk to you next week, everyone. Day beautiful. 
Try.